This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you that are watching at this time. May I encourage you to continue to watch today. I have a rather interesting uh, subject for us to discuss today. A day's journey, a day's journey without Jesus. Uh, I want you to stay tuned. A day's journey without Jesus. We're going to discuss a, uh, an incident in the life of Jesus where someone went a day's journey without Him. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Now today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course. I'd like to, to emphasize that it's free. And when we offer something uh, on uh, Getting to Know Your Bible, it's always free whether it's a CD of one of the lessons that you hear, or whether you might request a DVD of one of the lessons that you hear, or whether you're wanting the Bible Correspondence Course, it's always free. We never charge for anything. We're not going to ask you for, to send us a check. We're not going to ask you to send us a, uh, any money. We're not going to ask you to go get your credit card so we can charge you for it because anything we offer is free. And we want you to have this Bible course so that you can begin to learn more about Jesus. You can learn more about salvation. You can learn more about how to please God. You can learn more about how to be prepared for your journey into eternity. And so today we're going to be offering the course that you might know more about it, that you might know how to receive it. Let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5211. I'm reading now from Luke, the second chapter, beginning in verse 41. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, 
Why did you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spake to them. And then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. It was at the age of 12 that Jesus went to Jerusalem with his parents to observe Passover. Now, there were many people that were traveling to Jerusalem, and they traveled in groups. And on their way back home, his parents supposed or thought that Jesus was in the crowd. And we read in Luke, the second chapter, that they went a day's journey without him. That they went an entire day without him, not because they could not have known. They went a day's journey without him, not because they did not love him. They, they went a day's journey without him, not because they were not interested. They went a day's journey because they took for granted that he was with them. They supposed that he was with them. Have you ever been a day's journey without Jesus? Did you ever take for granted that he was with you? The fact that Jesus Christ is with other people that does not mean that he's with you. Because Jesus may have been with you in times past does not necessarily mean that he is with you now. You see, a question that I need to ask, is he with me? Or have I gone a day's journey without Jesus? The Bible says that we are to prove all things. The Bible says that we are to examine ourselves whether we are in the faith, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. I need to ask the question, is he with me? Is he journeying with me now? And with whom is Jesus with? In Matthew, the 28th chapter, beginning in verse 18, Jesus said, All authority hath been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Jesus Christ is with those who seek to do his will. In Matthew 18 and 20, Jesus said, Where two or three are together, gather in my name. There am I in the midst of them. He can be in our midst when we gather together to worship. Second John 9 says, Whosoever goeth onward and 
abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abides in the doctrine of Christ, he has both the Father and the Son. If I want the Lord to be with me, I must be with the Lord. I must make an effort to be with Him. If I want the Lord to be with me, I cannot assume that He's with me. I need to abide or continue in His teaching. There are many people who are religious who assume that He is with them. Jesus mentions this in the seventh chapter of Matthew, beginning in verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. But I shall profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You see, there are many who assume the Lord is with them because they're doing certain things that are of a religious nature. The Lord is not with us because we are religious. Man is incurably religious. Men have been religious throughout the ages. Men have always had something they wanted to worship, something they wanted to do in the name of religion. And just anything in the name of religion does not assure that the Lord is with us. If the Lord is with us, it is not because we are religious. It is because we are religiously right in the sight of God. Because we're doing God's will. Listen to verse 21 again. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, that is, is religious, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. So not all people who are religious and even call on the name of the Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, Jesus, who will enter the kingdom of heaven? He who does the will of my Father which is in heaven. So we have to do God's will. The fact is, we cannot embrace that which is religiously wrong and have him with us. We cannot embrace that which is error and expect to have the Lord on our side. Jesus said, and ye shall know the truth, and it is the truth that will make you free. 2 John 9 again reads like this, Whosoever goeth onward and abides not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. And a man refuses to abide in truth. He refuses to abide in the doctrine of Christ. He has not God. And so when we abide in the doctrine of Christ, 2 John 9 says we have both the Father and the Son. We're in fellowship with God. We are in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ when we abide in their teaching. And Paul it did not always abide in the doctrine of Christ. 
In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and 13, he's talking about his life before he became a Christian. He said who was before a persecutor and an injurious, and he said, but I did it ignorantly and in unbelief. There was a time that Paul was religious. He was so religious and he was so zealous in his persecution of Christians. But he said, I did that ignorantly and I did it in unbelief. He was religious, but he learned that he was religiously wrong. Paul found out that if you want the Lord to be with you, you must abide in the doctrine of Jesus Christ. You, you cannot turn from Jesus and expect to have him with you. In John the fifth chapter and in verse 40, Jesus said, And ye would not come unto me that you might have life. When a person refuses to come to Christ, they cannot have life. John chapter 1 and 11 says, And he came to his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And those who come to Jesus Christ and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ have the power or the right to become his sons. And when they put their faith into action by repenting of their sins, confessing their faith, and being baptized, they become his sons. That is, they are born of water and of the Spirit, John chapter 3 and verse 5. So you cannot turn from Jesus and have him with you. In John 12 and verse 48, Jesus said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him at the last day. One of these days we're going to be judged by the word of Jesus. Now, if we want to be judged in a way that would, our souls would be saved eternally, we can't turn away from Jesus now. We, we can't reject his doctrine now, his teaching now. If we abide in the doctrine of Christ, we have the Father and we have the Son. You can't reject him. And yet there are many people today who are rejecting Jesus Christ. In Matthew, the 21st chapter and verse 42, Jesus said, Have you not read in the Scripture the stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. And so Jesus Christ is the head of the corner. He is the stone. He is the foundation stone of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you cannot reject the stone. You cannot reject Christ and expect to be walking with him. Isaiah 53 and verse 3 says, He was despised and rejected of men. So there are many people that are religious today. Oh, they do a lot of things in the name of religion. And they just assume, as did Mary and Joseph, that the Lord is with them. Let me ask you, if he's not with you, where did you leave him? If he's not with you, you left him somewhere because he never leaves us. He promised in Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Was it when you stole away 
under the cover of darkness and sin. Job 34 and 22 says There's no, there is no darkness nor shadow of death where, where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. No, we can't hide away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Where did you leave him? Was it in a fit of anger? When you took God's name in vain, that's become so prevalent today. It is so commonplace today. It's almost difficult to even watch the evening news without someone invoking the name of God in vain. But the Bible says in Exodus, the 20th chapter, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And that's taught not only in the Old Testament, in the Ten Commandments, that's taught in the New Testament as well. Where did you leave him if he's not with you today? Was it when you began to neglect your duty and your responsibility as a child of God? Is that when you left him? Maybe you are a member of the Church of Christ. At one time you were a faithful member of the Church of Christ. I have many who will call sometime. They say, well, Brother Lambert, I, I'm a member of the Church of Christ. I've not been going to church lately. Let me ask you, where are you in your relationship to Jesus? Are you going a day's journey without him? Where did you leave him? The question is posed in Hebrews, the second chapter in verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Let me ask you, how do you suppose you're going to escape if you neglect to be with the Lord Jesus Christ? James 4 and verse 17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him it is sin. Where did you leave Jesus? Was it when your home life began to deteriorate and to crumble? You see, is Jesus a part of your home life? I love Joshua 24 and verse 15. That there Joshua said, Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the God of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see, the Lord was an integral part of his home life. Where did you leave Jesus? Is your home life crumbling today because you're going a day's journey every day without the Lord Jesus Christ? I remind you of what is said in Psalms 127 in verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Oh, we need to go every day in our homes with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd suggest to you that we divorce ourselves from the Lord before we divorce ourselves from one another. I've been preaching the gospel now for many, many years. Closer to 50 years than 40 years. Some 48 years, I believe. 49, possibly. And, and in all of the years that I've been preaching, I have never, ever known of a family that put Jesus first, that they put Him first in their lives. Every member of the family put Him first in their lives. He was number one without any exception. Their entire life revolved around Jesus Christ. And I've never seen a family like that that wound up in the divorce court. 
But I have seen families where the Lord became just a sideline to them. They would go to worship occasionally. They seldom would ever even look at the Bible. They would not pray in the home. They would not pray together in the home. They would begin to miss services of the church. And then they began to have problems at home. And eventually they end up in the divorce court. They divorce themselves from the Lord before they ever, ever divorce themselves from one another. Where, where is Jesus today? Are you, are you with him today? And is he with you? Where did you leave him if he's not with you? Was it when your home began to fall apart? Where did you leave him? What was it when you began to rob God? In Malachi, the third chapter, the Lord said, you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And the people asked, wherein have we robbed thee? How have we robbed God? You know, that's a serious thing. It's a serious thing to steal from anyone. But imagine an individual robbing God. And the Lord said, you've robbed me in tithes and in offerings. The whole nation had robbed him. But then the Lord made this promise, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house here with saith the Lord. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great there shall not be room enough to receive it. Is that, is that when you left him, when you started robbing him? There are a lot of ways we can rob God. We can rob God of our love. We can rob God of our time. We can rob God of our influence. We can rob God of our material possessions. We can rob God of our lives in general. Are you robbing him today? Are you taking from God what belongs to him? Where did you leave him? Was it when you became cold? When you became indifferent toward him? The Lord wrote a letter to a church that had become cold and indifferent. In, in Revelation, the third chapter, he says, Thus saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, that the beginning of the creation of God, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot, but seeing thou art neither cold nor hot, you're lukewarm. He said, I have spewed you out of my mouth. Have you become indifferent? Have you become cold? lukewarm is that where you left him or was it when you passed by some human need you know we don't think about that but we can go a day's journey without Jesus just by simply passing up human needs there's so many needs today there's so many human needs in America today because of tornadoes because of floods for other reasons because of natural disasters there are human needs all over the world because of disasters. Needs all over the world because of war. And sometimes we pass by those human needs. But Jesus said in Matthew, the 25th chapter, I was sick and you didn't feed me. I was sick and you didn't come to see me. I was hungry and you didn't give me a thing to eat. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a thing to drink. I was naked and you did not clothe me. I was in prison and you did not come to me. And they would ask, Lord, when to see you like that? 
When did we see you thirsty? When did we see you hungry? When did we see you naked? When did we see you in need of clothing? When did we see you in prison? And Jesus said, Inasmuch as you did it not unto the least of one of these, my brethren, you did it not unto me. Sometimes we just pass by human needs. Oh, don't go a day's journey without Jesus. How long have you traveled without him? For friend, you can't afford a day without Jesus. And the reason you cannot afford a day without him is because that may be your last day. Don't, don't assume that he's with you. Is he with you? Let me ask you a question. Do you believe in him? You say, yes, Brother Lambert, I believe in him. Are you willing to t repent of your sins? You say, yes, Brother Lambert, I'm, I'm willing to repent of my sins. And that means that, that you're going to stop doing the things you know that are wrong in your life. It may be that you'll have to change the way you talk. It may be that you have to change the way you dress. It may be you have to change some of your habits. It may be that you'll have to change some of your associates. But you have to repent of your sins. Are, are you willing to, to be baptized into Jesus? On the day of Pentecost when people asked, what shall we do? They were told, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Are you willing to do that? You say, yes, Brother Lambert, I'm willing to do that. I've been thinking about my baptism for a long time. Friend, you can't afford to go another day without Jesus because that day may be your last day. We don't have any lease on life. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for, for a man doesn't know what a day may bring forth, Proverbs 27 and 1. For indeed it is appointed unto a man once to die, Hebrews 9, 27. And there's just a step between us and death, 1 Samuel 23. What is your life? What is your life? Your life is like a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Don't go another day, another day without Jesus. I'd encourage you to become his child today. Become a Christian today, believing on him, repenting, confessing faith in him by being baptized. I want to thank you for watching today. And may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And please, please, Right now, in the closing moments of this telecast, pick up your telephone right now. Call right now for the free Bible correspondence course. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you, is my prayer. Give me the Bible, holy message shine. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to 
Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.